Hi, I'm Danny. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm Somia. Nice to meet you for the very first time, but not really. Nice to meet you. Although I do think that this is pretty much how like all intros have gone for the past couple of months, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't know us. They, they don't, don't know us yet. But they don't know about us yet. Yes, but this first episode, this intro, is to introduce everyone to you and I, Danny and Somia, and why we're here and what um this first episode and hopefully many other episodes of failing forward is going to look like so how did we i guess get here like why are we talking about our failures in a public forum what drove us <laughs> to that insanity i think we're just shameless in general no um <laughs> this started i think on a random wednesday or a tuesday when i pinged you on teams and was like hey recruiting sucks i have no idea what i'm doing let's talk about it because I have no one else that I've talked about this with. Like, how are people doing? What are people succeeding in? Like, what are all the screw ups that people aren't talking about? Because let me tell you, I've had like seven screw ups in the last hour and I need to vent to someone. Yeah, I feel like the only thing I'm actually qualified to talk about is failure. <laughs> uh, and so on a slightly serious note, I just, this environment being in an MBA program really kind of forces you to compare yourself to other people and to uh, want to put your best foot forward, but like feel like it kind of creates this environment where we don't feel comfortable talking about the things that we don't do very well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, yeah. And that's what, I guess we should introduce what the podcast is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Failing Forward. There you go. Uh, there we go. This is going to be an environment or a platform just to talk, invent, and build a community about all of the things that we are having side conversations about, but this is going to be the platform to have those be the main conversations. What have you messed up on? What didn't you know before going into? It's going to be focused on MBA and recruiting and in general, but also life because that's really what happens when you're trying to do something life gets in the way and we've had life get in the way more than one time in our experiences so this is going to be a space where Danny and I are going to talk about our failures predominantly and whoever volunteers to share their failures and what they've the learned brave souls <laughs> brave brave souls um who are going to come on and talk about their stories and hopefully it resonates with all of you and you're, as you're drinking coffee or you're driving to class or you're, I don't know, cleaning the house, you're like, oh, great. I did the shitty thing. So did this person. So we're okay. There's another human that I can relate to. Yeah. And I think timing wise, just felt like, obviously everyone's tired of talking about COVID, but like COVID sucks, dude. And it's important to create a space we felt where we can kind of bring together the conversations we would have had maybe organically at Fuqua, like in the hallways, running into each other. Um, and like those organic conversations just aren't happening anymore. And especially not in a virtual format. So just felt like it would be a good space to open up to people 
um, pull back the curtain on things that just frankly aren't going swell. Does anyone say swell anymore? I don't think I've used that word in like 15 years. I literally used it to text it to someone this morning, so you're good. Okay. I used bomb dog as well. Thank you for validating my experience. Oh. I needed that. Um, okay. So I guess like a little background on you, Samia. I kind of know you, but why don't you tell the people what they should know? Oh, the peeps. What do we need to know about Samia? Um... I was born in India, grew up right, right outside of Philly, um, went to undergrad at St. Louis University, not really knowing what I wanted to do in life. And let's be honest, that really hasn't changed seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis University, I um, majored in information technology management and then went into consulting really quick because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And let's be honest, when you don't know what you want to do, you go into consulting um, as an undergrad. I was, do you think our classmates know that? <laughs> I don't know. It's a great look. I'm not here to shit on consulting, but it's got its good, it's got its bad, and we'll get into it as the episodes go on. But it was a great experience for me just because I met an amazing group of people, um, really started to understand what I did. Actually, not really what I wanted to do, but I, what I really didn't want to do. Um, so it was almost like a narrowing down and filtering out uh, experience for the past five years. And then really wanted to go back to school and figure out, I guess, what I wanted to be when I grew up and thought that Fuqua was the best place for me. And I've been here. Danny's on my Sealy team. So that's how we met. Um, yeah. yeah, we were both in the same recruiting process. And it's been really great having you, Danny, in that process of like venting or sharing experiences because I, I don't know how many people are doing that. I don't know what people's like support system networks look like, but I know for us, it's been you, me, and a few other people, and that's helped along the process. And yeah. With that core, like, group of people, I've still struggled in the recruiting process. Like, I haven't had to find a job in, since 2014, so it's been a long time where I'm, like, doing resumes and talking to people and doing, oh my god, coffee chats, which is, like, yeah. the most uncomfortable thing in the world for me, so. Ugh. I know. Coffee chats. Also, like, there is no coffee involved. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> why yeah that coffee chats need a rebranding there's nothing casual about a coffee chat and there's no coffee so it's just like there's no what is yeah whatever anyways um yeah but I like to your point about support systems um I feel like we got so lucky and I really rely on you um and you've seen kind of me at my at my low like my I'm gonna quit Fuqua why did I come here I'm never gonna get a job like and if I didn't have you to kind of process that information I don't know what I do and I don't honestly think that you know everybody has that support system um and like that's kind of kind of where again like this podcast came from just like providing a space to really support each other and uh i guess i should also introduce myself yes <laughs> i don't know you're way more interesting so uh i could listen to you talk about yourself all day danny that's me um before fiqua i was working in marketing did a stint in advertising and then uh 
moved over into the world of the fascinating world of B2B tech, um, worked at a small startup, and then uh, came back to Fuqua, really interested in moving into the product management space, and felt like I really wanted the leadership, development, and team-based, team Fuqua situation. So I uh, came, came here. I also went to Duke undergrad. Um, so Ooh. this is my second time in Durham. And yeah, just like super excited, super excited to be here. That's great. Why? I'm curious because most people, I think, don't want to go to the same undergrad as they go to for mm. grad school because they want that different experience. Yeah. And I know we've talked about in the past of how like Durham's so significantly different from when you were an undergrad, but yeah, I'm curious as to like, why double Duke? Great question. So like, do you want the admissions officer, office no. answer? <laughs> yeah, we went through that shit already. We're good. No more 25 random facts. I want the real, real. <laughs> okay. The real, real is that I really wanted to go to Kellogg. Let's talk. This is my first <laughs> failure. <laughs> I think Kellogg versus Fuqua debate. Yeah. I uh, wanted to go to Kellogg and I got waitlisted and then I had also applied to Fuqua, but um, Fuqua, I kind of was like, okay, like I like, I, I really like Fuqua. I've liked all the people I met there and uh, Fuqua just like made it impossible for me to say no. So here I am. But yeah, like my initial plan wasn't to, to do Durham twice. Um, but now that I'm here, I actually can't imagine being anywhere else. Uh, but yeah, like, I think that highlights a, another point of this podcast is it's like failing, we call it failing forward, but it's like, yeah, I failed to get into Kellogg. Um, and that moved me forward to being here and like meeting you and doing this awesome podcast. So like, obviously wasn't the initial plan but there's something good that came out of it um no that makes sense i think there's quite a few of us in in our class and maybe our senior like our second year class too that was in between the kellogg ross fuqua triangle that oh yeah i remember coming to bdw weekend last february dear god it's been like 11 months since i've been here first um and meeting so many people from like other so many people that were like in between the kellogg fuqua experience and i was in between that kellogg fuqua experience because they're so similar on paper that I was like, oh, I, I love Chicago. I thought I was going to end up in Chicago. I still think I'm going to end up in Chicago at some point. Mm -hmm. um, um, I remember like sitting in that building though at Kellogg and talking to the people versus sitting in Fuqua and talking to our people. I was just like, Fuqua people are the people that I can go grab a beer with. And it was just such a low ego set of group of second years and first years that I'd met. I was like, Ugh, I don't really care about like the branding or anything else at this point. Like this feels like a group that I can be my awkward self in and still mm -hmm. feel like the cool person. And if I you're like awkward, then I'm very unclear <laughs> on what I am. We're both <laughs> awkward. Let's be honest. We're so awkward. Um, okay. So here's what I did and we'll get into this a little bit. I avoid failure to the point where I was like, I'm not going to get into this school, this school, and this school. So I'm just not going to try. I'm just going to go to the schools that I know I'm going to get into so I can pat myself on the back. But no, 
the failure was in that aspect that I probably didn't explore my options as much as I should have. Like I should have really gone into it being like, what do I want to get out of an MBA experience rather than what MBA school can I get into? And I'll be honest, that's what I did. So do you feel like you, I guess from an exploratory standpoint, so do you feel like you played it safe then? Is that what you're saying? 135% I played it safe. And I typically do that, I think, in my personality, just like just the way I was raised and just the sense of security that's placed, like the importance of security, mm-hmm. of um, getting in somewhere. I, I don't think I probably before FICWA ever gave myself an opportunity to fail as much because I'm like, if I know I can get into something and, and I apply this to recruiting as well, which is kind of a problem because that's something I want to avoid. Um, if I know I can get into something or I can accomplish something, I will put 110% because it's like a win-win situation at that point. Yeah. Uh, rather than I should have been looking at schools where like maybe not that Fuqua was the wrong choice for me. I 120% believe that Fuqua was the right choice for me, but it wasn't intentional the way I applied or yeah. like strategy in terms of what I want to get out of it, which I might be the only one that thinks that way, but I, I don't think I am. I think a lot of people want to avoid that failure. I totally get that. I feel like um, avoidance is like an interesting word. So like, okay, I'm curious. So when when people ask you in mm-hmm. interviews and stuff, tell me about a time that you failed. Like, what do you say? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, and I, I think I've told you about that. I hate that question. Because that question is meant to have a positive spin to it rather than really explore the failure. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I talk about my failure story, it's actually a pretty nice failure story of like, I did something that went against my, like the directions I was given or I failed something, but I still produced a good quality, like deliverable at the end, or there was some sort of like positive outcome. Yeah. Which, really isn't a failure story. Failure story is like when you completely screwed up. Like there is sometimes no positive spin or lesson learned at times. Sometimes you just effed up. Yeah. I I have like so many failures that are just like, that's my struggle. Like which one do you want to hear about? Like, am I oversharing? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've truly failed at so many things. So it's like now when I, when something goes well, I'm kind of like, oh, amazing. And that's probably the type of situations you put yourself in versus what I, because I play it so safe and I have such an avoidance mentality that I don't set myself up to have failure stories because I always play it safe. Mm-hmm. I'm 80% of the time sure that I'm going to get a positive result. So when you go into every decision or, or life that way, I don't think you get a lot of failure stories and you're missing out on so much, which I'm realizing now. When you've gotten a rejection, Somia, what, how do you process that for someone who's not like gotten that many rejections in their life? Uh, I, I, I do some weird ass things when I, when I get rejections. Sometimes it's just, I sit and I stare at the wall and I like go through all of the like thousands of reasons why the other person is wrong. They're like, oh, or mm-hmm. I, if I get a rejection of like, oh, they didn't get to see this part of my personality or they just like wanted a specific outlook. I am a big person that like makes up excuses or I will try to like justify a way that I was the one that was right. And the other person that was, was the one that was wrong, which is very bad because you don't learn anything from that. So for me, like I, one of the biggest resolutions I'm not a big resolution person, but like one of the things that like I actively thought about this year was like, stop avoiding things. Like, and that goes into like all aspects of life, not just like professional and MBA, but like 
put yourself out there. And if you get rejected, you get rejected. But I mean, we're at a point, I think, in our lives where we're starting to become the people who we are. So if they get rejected, if we get rejected, it's because the other person really doesn't want those qualities. It's not that there's something necessarily wrong with us. And that's, yeah. that, that's like easy to say, but I think it's just very difficult to live. Yeah, I, I have the opposite reaction. So like when I, when I receive a rejection or, or I don't get something that I want, I immediately think about like, okay, what are all the things that I did wrong? Like, how did I mess this up? Or what were the things? And I feel like I used to get really down on myself. Like, I, I internalized it to the point where it was just like, I have to like change who I am because I I couldn't be with what this person needed or like wanted or was looking for. And that's not good either because you need to be able to like turn those things into something productive. Mm -hmm. Like I'll never forget, this was going back to Duke undergrad. Um, When I was recruiting, then it was a very similar process. It was very intense and a lot of people were doing like consulting and stuff. And I got this like internship my junior year at L'Oreal because I thought I wanted to do brand management and like got this intern, got this incredible internship like worked really hard all summer, um, had a great intern presentation. And I remember waiting like first couple weeks of senior year to get a full-time offer. And the recruiter called me and said, hey, uh, so everybody loved your intern presentation. You did a really great job. Um, But they just felt like you lacked some of the like soft skills that are needed to succeed in this role so like we won't be giving you a full-time offer and I was like what like (laughs) what what are these like soft what are said soft skills and like what did I do wrong and I got I like went into this dark hole of like you know feeling like I just wouldn't ever couldn't possibly get a job wouldn't wouldn't succeed like that's wild because i think anyone that's ever met you no one would ever accuse you of not having the soft skills you're like the queen of just bringing people together and like having a positive vibe and just like getting things going so this woman might be a little cray cray i'm just saying i so it's interesting that you say that because like i i do count that as one of my strengths now Mm -hmm. but I definitely think that they're like looking back on the experience and I dwelled on it a lot, but I realized like there were things that I just like wasn't doing. Like I didn't go to like the intern like programming that they had because I was kind of like, whatever, I don't want to like schmooze with these people or like I didn't set up like said coffee chats that I needed to with like leadership and like I just didn't know that that was something that was important because my parents don't work in corporate America. So like, I never, they never told me like, oh, it's really important to like network or do all these things. Like I just, I had no idea. So I thought I'll just put my head down and I'll work really hard. But so much of that is relationship building. And that failure initially actually is like changed, like kind of the trajectory of like my, leadership and the things that I worked on because I was kind of like okay well if she doesn't think I have soft skills 
I'll be damned. Like I'm going to get some soft skills, you know? And so like everything that I kind of pursued from there was like, all right, she doesn't think I'm good at this. Like I'm going to prove her wrong. And I really, I worked on it. Um, and so I'm glad that you noticed, uh, but it's been like, I don't know, God, how many years of me like dwelling on this feedback that I got when I was like 21, 22 and trying to be like a soft skill Jedi or whatever. But and that is like the definition of resilience right there. When someone tells you you don't have a certain skill and you're like, bitch, wait, wait six years. (laughs) I will come for you. It's funny because I think I don't know how many other people struggle with networking and coming from consulting, you would think that like networking is kind of like your bread and butter and you're good at it. I despise it so much. Like I would rather sit in a closet and just wait for the party to be over than go talk to them. Like it actually makes me sweat and gives me anxiety to a certain level that I like avoid it so Mm -hmm. much. Um, And it's such a, it is such a skill to have, I think in this recruiting process that I don't know how other people are doing it. And I would really love some help because I think these coffee chats should become like wine chats or like just cringe chats Therefore, I need some, like, social lubrication to keep going. Like, I need some little, like, I, I need a little... No one has to know what's in your coffee cup. I'm just saying. I just realized that. I'm like, I have this black cup. I could just fill it up with wine after dry jan is over. And I'm just going to be like, let's do this. <laughs> I'm curious to find out what you want to get from this podcast, like, from having these conversations. Because, I mean, on top of all the other things we have to do, this is another thing that we started. This podcast. Yeah, we're but so you- dumb. We're so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Um, But I'm just curious to know what you want to get out of it because I know you and I are so insanely excited for this podcast, Um, probably a little more than we should be. Like we were doing some work on this earlier this week and we both ended our like calls and we're like, oh my God, this makes me so happy. This like works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What do I want to get out of this podcast? I honestly just want to learn from our peers like I think having these conversations is going to just change the way that I think about things and I'm really excited for that like truly and honestly think that there are some amazing people uh who because of COVID and whatever just never really have a chance to go deep with and dive deep with and I think like failure is such a shared experience. And so I'm just excited to see kind of where it goes from there. Um, and to learn from, and to learn from the amazing people that uh, are part of Fuqua. That's a what about you, dude? I don't know. I, I think it's similar. I want to be able to like meet more people and understand like what their process is, but I'm also just from like a weird philosophical perspective. I just want to understand what also other people consider what a failure is. Because yeah. What I consider a failure really isn't what I guess others would. And so far, I think what are we two terms into Fuqua? I'm starting to realize that we have just very different perspectives on things and meeting these new people um, and having these conversations, it just has made me realize how little I know and how yeah. much of my experience has been so limited. Like I'd like to think myself as well-traveled and, and having like the social like ability to like, converse with people and genuinely be able to like meet new people and make friends. But yeah, in the past few months, I've just realized like 
there's so many other interesting people with interesting life experiences. Like my experience is really not that significantly like different or unique as I thought it was going to be. Like I wrote like the 25 random facts and wrote all these essays for schools and like, oh, I'm the bomb.com. Like, no, I are the bomb.com. I'm not as the bomb.com as like so-and-so because damn, they've had such an interesting and unique experience and they've, their failures are, I think on like a different magnitude than mine might be. Like my failure was like, oh, so-and-so guy didn't call me back. I'm like, oh, that's a rejection on my part. Like it goes on on different things. Honestly, like how I feel checking my inbox from employers, like can't, can't get him to call me back. <laughs> I'm telling you, recruiting is dating on just like such a worse level. <laughs> but um, yeah, but for me, it's just finding out, like exploring what failure means to you. Like what it does it really always have a positive spin that I think sometimes we're forced to think of it that way of everything needs to have a positive spin. And it really doesn't. Sometimes you fail and, and it is it is what it is. But we're in this community of like, what, 400 people in our class and 400 people in the second years almost like close to a thousand people. Like there has to be someone else, at least someone else that's shared this experience. So if that experience is this podcast for people, that would make me super excited. That was a much better answer than my answer. So (laughs) on that note, (laughs) uh, I'm excited about this. I am too. Here's to, you know, failing forward. So we want to say thank you for listening to all you listeners. Um, We're excited to have some of you on as guests for this podcast. Um, We'd love to hear feedback. So if you think we're doing something wrong or not, we don't do anything wrong. Tell us how we failed. Yeah, tell (laughs) us how we failed. Tell us how we messed this up for you. How Um, did we fail you? Yes. Or if there's topics that you want us to explore or if you want to become a guest on the show, um, please, please, please reach out to Danny or I. We, you know, we're we're excited to go on this. That was such an awful ending, but we're going to work on it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll work on it. Join us next week um, in next week's episode when we talk to one of the coolest second years that I've ever spoken to, um, Seema, who's going to talk us through kind of her life story and what it means to wait in this recruiting process. Um, Danny and I dig deeper into what waiting means for people, how it looks like in different stages of your life. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Thanks, guys.